You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. So, Pam, this is an email that came in right after this past year's Sexy Marriage Radio getaway. Nice. Okay. That wasn't related to the getaway, but it just fit with the timing. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Because the subject line just said an unwritten Hallmark card. Okay. All right. And so... The way he phrased this is perfect because he says, Your husband may have never put it into words, but most likely there is very little that would say to him, I love you, more than having an answer for, How soon can I make love to my husband with the attitude that I want to please both him and myself without him asking for it? Mm. For sale at a Hobby Lobby near you soon. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Which I think is a good way to kind of talk about the dynamic yeah. That goes on between husband and wife. Yeah. Higher, liar, higher desire, lower desire. Right. And all that that entails. Right. Which is what Sexy Marriage Radio is all about. It is. Because we want to have honest, straightforward conversations about married life. And what, what we want to do is hear from you as the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation. And the way you can do that is you can email us. That was mentioned just a minute ago. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Or we also want to hear your voice. So call us at 214-702-9565 with questions you have that you want to ask and you don't know where you can. Here's the place because we'll go where you want to go with honest answers. And you help uh, chart the course of what Sexy Marriage Radio becomes in the future. We also want your help on, uh, if you like what we've got going on here, jump on iTunes, rate and review the show. Do the same on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, any of the ways that you listen to us. And we're so grateful that you take time out of your day each and every week to spend it with us. Mm -hmm. So coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Merge Radio, um, a topic we've got that we're going to try to explore from a listener as well as a conversation with Dr. Robert Glover oh, on some of the different that, tests yeah. that took that take place in marriage, which was a fantastic conversation. Mm-hmm. And then on the extended content, which is deeper, longer, and who doesn't want to go longer and deeper with this subject, <laughs> you can hear the extent, the full conversation I had with Dr. Glover, where we're going to talk about his new book, which is Dating Essentials for Men, but how some of that concept plays out for married men. That'll be great. And yeah. some of the different ideas and the and the fundamental concepts he, he believes in when you're talking about the dating life, they absolutely can still apply to married life. He brings in a good perspective. He really does. And so if you want to join and hear that, you can subscribe at smrnation.com. So all that's coming up on today's show. Okay. So I have to share this with you, Corey. Okay. Because this came like you were prepping for the show and getting all the sound equipment ready and everything. And uh, we have some friends that um, I won't say they're Ed and Cindy for the, for the nation that had been texting, trying to get together with us. Her birthday is here in a couple days. Right. And historically we've gotten together with them. Um, Haven't maybe the last two years, but Hey, she's trying to, she's wanting to have her 51st birthday with all of us back together again. And we can't do it. We've right. got a family commitment. Can't be there for it. So she responds and she's, uh, I have to read you her text because it's, it's cracking me up. It's killing me. She's, oh man, you know, she's, she's bummed we can't make it. And then she proceeds to explain my 50th 
pretty much sucked last year, so I was hoping to make up for it this year. Okay. And I'm just, oh, man, I hate that for That's you. That's no, bummer. That's a big one. Yep. So she proceeds to explain to me what happened last year. Uh, what for, created the suckness? For her 50th, yeah. Okay. So she says, we're in Schlitterbahn with another family. The night before my birthday, Ed said that he felt like he should go to the store and get a cake for me. <laughs> So, lack okay. of, yeah, for, no planning ahead, l- l- right? Lack of forethought, yes, on that one. <laughs> the morning when I came out of the bedroom, he said, happy birthday. Didn't even get up, no card, no nothing, and that was the whole day. Oh, ouch. My 50th. Ouch. <laughs> Looks like maybe I'm still a little resentful about that. <laughs> and, and, of course, I'm just rolling because my response to her is, oh, that sounds like how I treat Corey's birthday because <laughs> I am terrible with that, right? I, I, I'm sure I did that this year. It was like the night before. Oh, I got to get an apple pie for Corey. And I'm just thinking, oh, how this relates to so many people. It's those little things like that that say, I'm not taking the time to plan ahead to tell you how much you matter to me. Okay. Right. And I, and I know that for me, I feel that way every time your birthday rolls around and I get stuck thinking my head has been so buried in work that I haven't planned anything. Right. Or, or my planning is so lame that it feels like (laughs) I'm not doing anything to honor for the honor, the great life and the great year we've just had or you've had. And I, I, you know, I wonder, I'm sure there's other people out there listening going, yeah, that's me. Or spouse is saying, yeah, I wish my spouse would put a little more effort into me. Well, there's, I think it probably fits into the same kind of framework we use on every topic with a higher and lower desire that sure. there's the higher, higher desire of showing appreciation and the lower desire of showing appreciation, which that doesn't necessarily make either side better. Yeah. But I think there's still the element of... Some people are going to be more um, extravagant and creative and, yeah, you know, just it just bubbles, it oozes. They just have this, I just show it all the time. You know, right, there's some right. people that that's just the way they are. You love hanging out with those kinds of people. They make you feel so good. Absolutely. You're walking on the, on the air when right. you're around them a lot. And then there's some, like you're describing, they're like, oh, wait, wait, I got to do this. I got, you know, and. Yeah, I really do love and appreciate you. I just. Suck it, show it. <laughs> okay. And you said a comment um, when we were talking about this earlier of how you show the people in your life that matter to you that they matter matters. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The way that I show you matter matters. Right. And it does. I think there's a lot of power in that kind of a statement because it helps us move beyond the idea of intention. Hmm. Because when you think, mm-hmm. just picking at your brain just a little bit, it does fall, in, in our instance, it falls in the category of you're coming off of crazy. And it's easy to kind of get it, like, oh, it's not the intention's not there. It's the, you think of it, and then I didn't write it down, and right. then well, it slips. I think, I think and, of Ed and Cindy's scenario, they, tr- they were traveling somewhere. Right. Right, and so to plan for... A big event for a 50th when you're traveling and you're not in your own element, that that's a little more difficult and you're getting kids around and right. that kind of things for them. So, yeah, truly, life gets in the way and hopefully there's 
I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there, but we it's something to be well, this, to recognize. Absolutely that. it is because our secondary message is built into this. Yeah. That the flippant happy birthday and that's the only time it's mentioned. That hurts. It can. I mean, that's when she's even saying, "Perhaps I still have a little more resentment from that hanging over that." You think? <laughs> probably so at some point you got to let it go too sure but those are some of those things that that have a little more of a depth of hurt right that's like oh that's a gut punch right that man that does just well and it is funny because she came back and said you know he's usually really good at this stuff right but it was my 50th and so we we all have these expectations too so there's in the flip side of we have these expectations when, which we've often thrown out that in our house, lots of times we call those planned disappointments. Right. And when I have that kind of expectation, ah, darn it, it seems to be destined to be. Yeah. So then th- that, that brings up the question because every couple's going to face these kinds of issues with expectations and where what the meaning I'm putting on something isn't going to match the meaning a spouse is putting on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And it doesn't mean it's less important. It just they're going to be different meanings. And so I think it behooves us all on both sides of this equation to recognize I need to be a little more forthcoming of what I, what my hopes are on. Hey, it's 50 coming up and I really want to do something bigger. You with need this. to bring it big. boy. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm expecting <laughs> I'm expecting, you know, fireworks well, for this whole thing. Too. And. And so at least if you have something that's coming into it and you can be a little more open about it, maybe you get a little more of a level set between you that it still means we have to res- we have to respond to whatever does happen, good or bad. Sure. Because there's still the opportunity that you could go way over the top with something for me and I still would have this, yeah, but you didn't do and it's and you know, and because it's my meaning, it still and it, never it, meets your right. expectations. And no matter that's what. That's where it is. we trip ourselves up so much mm-hmm. that you're alluding to that I've got to I got to let some things go because some of it is I was wanting something that I didn't even let it be known that I was wanting. Right? That, no, that's because can't we also have the opposite where we almost sit back and say, "You better impress me, big boy." <laughs> you know, and it's like I'm not giving you any hints. I'm not helping you out at all. You know, and that so on both sides of that equation, in a sense, you're both screwed <laughs> in a bad way. Potentially, <laughs> but so I think it's it's a fascinating dynamic that plays out in couples because you know this happens in more than just birthday topics. It happens in any ritual, tradition, milestone, something. It does, and I think it that that then also. As we talked about before, it plays into how you do life is how you do sex. How you do sex is how you do life, yep. right? And 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 then on, on top of that, it's well, if I if I feel this tension, if I feel I'm not appreciated on this side of life, then over here in the sexual arena, I feel like I maybe I'm not appreciated either. Right. Absolutely. And so then, to me, the response to that is calling upon each of us individually to confront myself on if I'm feeling unappreciated in something, I better be acting in something that's appreciable. Mm-hmm. Right? That if Because okay. if I throw a big, huge fit because I didn't get my way, not that it's not warranted at times, 
to at least say, you know what, that really hurt. That really disappointed. I can sure. address those things cleanly and from an adulting stance. That's not throwing a fit. Though. No, it's not. But if I go, yeah, and I get resentful and I'm starting to get underhanded and, <laughs> and I'm poking and then I, st- I start that crazy cycle between us mm-hmm. of both of us trying to exact our pounds of flesh, yeah, if you will. And so this is where I love the power of what matters to me is how I'm handling my side of this equation, yeah. right? Am I, am I being something that's worth honoring? Yeah. And it doesn't diminish the hurt completely, but I think it helps give a little more of, I'm controlling what I can control. And if it's every single year without fail, that's telling you more. I mean, because in this equation, she, she's saying, he's usually pretty good at this. This one was just a big one to drop. Right. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so Pam, we've had um, lots of experiences with Dr. Glover yeah, over the course have. of Sexy Marriage Radio. Yeah. I have had lots of experiences with mm-hmm. Dr. Glover mm-hmm. over just the years of being able to collaborate with him mm-hmm. and and uh, go back and forth with different ideas mm-hmm. or project thoughts and help flesh stuff stuff out and so Mm -hmm. it's it was a privilege to have him join again to talk through a couple of different sections with the sexy marriage radio nation yeah i love hearing the two of you talking together well once again i am very pleased to be joined by what i'm going to call a friend dr robert glover because we've been uh crossing paths enough, been at this thing enough, uh, collaborated enough that I think we fit those categories. And I saw the thumbs up as we're talking. And so he's, he's going to join us for this segment of Sexy Marriage Radio, because what I want to do, he's got a new book out called Dating Essentials for Men. He's also well known for his book, No More Mr. Nice Guy. And I want to talk about some of the different concepts and unpack them as they play into marriage. So Robert, thank you again for taking some time out to join us on the show. Corey, thanks for the invitation. And yeah, when I, I file all of your emails in a friend folder. So you, you, <laughs> yes, you, I've you made the friend, friend folder. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so what I want to talk about is um, when you're from some of your work that I've come across, you're, you're the one that I reached out to when I was writing my book, Naked Marriage on the boundaries chapter and said, you framed that as cleanly as I've ever seen. I'd like your permission to use it, which you were graciously. Absolutely. And I gave you credit. And there's also this element of some of the concepts of the dynamics that play out in marriage between the differences in men and women, which is the premise of No More Mr. Nice Guy and the guy just trying to be himself a little bit more. But it seems there is a dynamic that can happen between husband and wife where there's just some testing of each other, if you will. Of I, I frame it as the wife will test the solidness of a, of a man. Yes. And I want to go there because one, let's talk about what it is. And then two, okay. let's talk about what do you do with it? Okay. Well, and, and I, I get to approach this, you know, both in terms of, you know, cause I, I work a lot with men in relationship. I, I've been, in, my training is in marriage and family therapy is yours. So I've been a marriage therapist for years. I've also uh, worked with a lot of single men coaching mm-hmm. them on how, how, how to meet women with primarily the idea of how to build a foundation for a healthy relationship. Right. And so a lot of the things that I teach men about dating really do overlap well in the marriage. Cause if you think about it, how we date determines the kind of partner <laughs> we're going to end up with and, and the right. kind of relationship we have. Right. So in the dating, the community that they have a term uh, about these kinds of tests 
And um, and basically, they're, they're when a woman does something that, that kind of challenges the, the man in some way and kind of challenges him, um, how's he going to show up? How's he going to lead? How's he going to react? How, how's he going to hold on to himself, hold, hold his frame, as mm-hmm. they would say in, in the dance community? And men in general hate these kinds of tests. Single guys hate them. Married guys hate them. Right. Um, because we think, well, why, why is she being difficult? Why, you know, why is she doing this? And I get a lot of questions about these tests, especially from single guys. And, and the most common misunderstanding men have of the way that women test men to see how solid they are, how trustable they are, how much they can submit and open themselves up to that man. Um, a lot of men confuse this with women's mean behavior. Just being bad, bad behavior. Right. Okay. And that is not, I don't include bad behavior, mean behavior in this kind of testing. Okay. Uh, You know, we could probably throw it in there and and that's what, that's the good time to start setting boundaries about what's acceptable in terms of how a person behaves. But I tell guys, these tests are a sign that the woman is already into you and she's trying to find out how much deeper into you she can go, how secure she can trust to just let go. And the, the premise that I work on is, is that I, I believe mother nature has wired women to be security seeking creatures. Right. I, I don't believe the feminine has ever felt really safe walking the planet. I think the whole hashtag me too is a testament of that. Yeah. I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. I've been violated. Right. And, and so I think that women have always looked to men to be the, their security system, right. to be the protector and provider. Right. I think it's just wired into our DNA. And, you know, a woman can have uh, an advanced degree, a great job, be highly successful, and still have that emotional wiring to want to feel safe and to feel protected by the man that she's with. Right. And so if we are their security system, they've got to check out their security system from time to time. Okay. The two most common examples I give is, uh, I tell men, think of the woman you're with as, as a damsel in a castle. In medieval times, the marauding hordes are, are coming at the castle. Right. And, and the castle is her protection. Right. And outside are the hordes, you know, looking to do terrible things to anybody inside the castle. And, and she's got to know how much she can trust her castle. Right. So she's going to walk around with a stick poking, you know, all the bricks, all the stones, just shoring up everything around to make sure the whole structure is something that's trustworthy. Yes. And mainly, and this is the thing we men have a hard time grasping. She has to know where its vulnerabilities are. Okay. You know, the strengths are actually usually easier to tell. It's the vulnerabilities that she wants to know the most about. So she's going to poke and poke. And if she sees something that seems to be a weak spot, a crack, there's not, she's going to poke it some more, right. some more. Right. Right. And, and that's us. Okay. She's poking. Okay. And we think, why is she doing that? Why is she pointing out my flaws? Why is she bringing up the past? Why is she always late when I told her we need to leave at this time? You know, why, why does she question my judgment? Why does she tell me where to park when I'm driving the car? What she's really doing unconsciously for the most part, sometimes some women do it more consciously, but it's an unconscious poking at vulnerabilities. And you've shown her where your vulnerabilities are over time. The longer a woman is with you, the more she can see where your weak spots, your gaps, your crevices, where where you are less than conscious, less than dependable. And she's got to keep poking at them. Now, the good news is 
This is where a woman in our life, especially where there is in a loving relationship and she's truly wanting to go deeper with you, we can use women as an oracle, so to speak. Okay. They, they will shine the bright light on our vulnerabilities okay. where we're the most unconscious, the most out of integrity, the least authentic, the least uh, connected to our, our genuine purpose and passion and direction. They'll poke. Okay. And instead of us reacting like, why are you poking me? Why are you criticizing me? Why are you judging me? Right. Why are you telling me what to do? Why can't won't you ever show up late? The real question is, all right, what what does she just put a bright light on that I need to pay attention to? All right, so what is this about? Yeah, what is this about me possibly, yeah. which isn't always a fun exploration, but could lead towards something with this better reframe. Yes, we men hate it, but we just hate it. We, <laughs> we, we don't like a bright light shown on our vulnerabilities. <laughs> Who does? Our, our, right. Who does? Know. So and and we think the woman is just being hurtful or you know bringing up the past or trying to make us feel bad and and some women do do that but in the majority they're wanting to feel safe enough to go deeper with you um and i'll give you a quick example um like like everybody else i get busy in my life certain things that are a priority i let slip mm -hmm. and and one example was around exercise uh, I, I was really sick about a year and a half ago had surgery during the time I was sick for a few months after, I couldn't exercise. And I kind of got out of the habit. And, and, I, and I've got a gym in my house. I have weights. I've got a, a TRX, a right. spin cycle. I got a, swim, I got a swimming pool in my backyard. And, and I got out of the habit of exercising. Now, my wife is a gym rat. Okay. She, she goes to exercise class religiously every morning. She'll often come home and then go work out some more in the gym in the house. And, I, and she knows it's my intention to work out regularly. Yep. But I had been. Yep. And and I I connected with some guys in a men's group I'm in. And I said, anybody want to create a, a, an exercise accountability group where we check in every day, we say what our intention is for exercise, and we hold each other accountable. Right. And, I, and we men need we need I need lots of these groups. I have half a dozen of them. Right. We I, all I we all need I, that collaboration with other people to help ourselves. We yes. do. And especially with men to hold us accountable because we'll, we'll, we'll drift, yep. right? We'll drift. Yep. So uh, I got these two guys. We were going to check in every day, blah, blah, blah. And I told my wife, say, hey, I've, I've got two guys. I'm going to you know, check in with every day. Hold me accountable on my exercise. And I'm, I'm really, I'm invested in getting back to exercising more regularly. And, and my wife is a very supportive person, but I saw just a slight roll of her eyes. When, when, <laughs> okay. It's kind of like I've, I've heard those I've, commitments. I've seen, yeah, I've seen this look in my wife. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like you've, you've, you've told me before you're going to get back into working out. And uh, she didn't say anything, but I could tell she doesn't trust me completely because mm -hmm. I've given her reason not to trust right. me. That, and in, in her mind as a woman, I know, I just know because I've worked with women in relationship long enough in her mind, she's thinking if I can't trust him to keep his commitments to go exercise every day, what other things can't I trust? Right. And then, and then their wheels get turning right? because they, they've, again, they've got to poke in every corner. Well, is he trustworthy here? Is he yep. trustworthy here? Is he trustworthy here? They got to know. Right? Yep. There's, there's marauding hordes out there. So <laughs> after three consistent days of working out without me saying a word to her, but she saw I'm in the gym, I got the music on, got the fans going, I'm working out, I'm sweating. After three consecutive days, my wife, who is always very affectionate, became like super affectionate. Right. 
And all of a sudden I thought, damn, all it, whoops, all, all it took is three days of me being consistent with my commitment to make her right. sense of trust and her, and her willingness to open up even further yep. to me. It shot it up. Yep. So these tests are important. If men can reframe them into what, what, it, what bright light is my woman showing on where I've drifted, where I'm unconscious, where I'm less than accountable, where right. I'm less than consistent. Right. And so that, so the, st- the first step then in passing these tests, well, I guess let's even back that up because everything you're framing right now is recognizing this is just a normalcy of what happens yeah. in relationships, that there's this dynamic that's going to be happening. It's unconscious in some regards. Sometimes it could spill into a conscious and even even to the even into the arena of bad behavior. Yeah. But there is this element of it just happens. It's a dynamic. And so first thing is reframe it to what could this be revealing of me? What is yes. it that I've taught or shown that I'm not trustworthy in this area or I I am like water where I'll take the path of least resistance rather than do what's difficult and and challenging, which is a common human trait for sure, a male trait at times. Yeah. Um, is there anything else after the reframe that you do? Because I like the idea that you didn't keep drawing attention to it. You just recognized it mm-hmm. and then followed your side of it. And I just, okay, I thought I saw the look, I felt it, and I thought, all right, I hurt my wife it is painful to her mm-hmm. when i don't follow through on my commitments it it it, it and, and she has to guard her heart and protect herself so uh, we have to have that empathy right that, that what, what we do that often unconsciously as men has a big effect and again i tell guys whether this is a single man and a woman's like you know testing him on a second or third date or a guy that's in you know a 20-year marriage is that a woman's tests are a sign that she's already into you and wants to go deeper, right? And that's a she huge a, reframe a right off the bat. If you can, yes. if you can start to see it that way, now you're recognizing, wait, this is already built on something good and yes. could be even better. Yes. So do a happy dance, kind of, kind of, you know, wave your arms in the air, you know, move your body a little bit and say, yes, my woman's into me. And she, 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 she wants a more trustable, more conscious, more powerful, more, you know, in the now kind of man. And that's, she, she, she's not going to settle for the, the, the minimal part of me. Right. She, she's going to require that excellent part of me. Yeah, get happy about that. That's good. And we all benefit from that. I mean, the, all, all of the world benefits from people being the better parts of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, Dr. Glover, tell people how they can find you if they want to get more, pick up your book. Um, yeah, just go to my website, drglover.com, just D-R-G-L-O-V-E-R.com. And um, I've, I've got online classes. I've got workshops and seminars. Uh, both both of my books are available there, uh, d- um, Dating Essentials for Men uh, and uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy. And as a, as a person who has gone through a lot of your seminars, uh, I, I can't recommend them enough. That they are, they are all top-notch, well done. So if you're interested in more of what he's talking about, check out drglover.com because it's worth the time and investment in your own life and then in your marriage. So, Robert, thank you so much for for joining us for this time. Corey, thanks for the invitation. It's always fun to talk. So we covered some ground this this week that mm. you and I've covered before, yeah. way back in the archives of yeah. tests mm-hmm. that happen in marriage. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I loved so much 
from the first time you and I talked about this was your willingness to just say, yeah, I do that. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot tell a lie. (laughs) That's a a good, good trait. (laughs) There's also the side of this from the conversation we've been having of of recognizing um, I need to maybe up my game on some of the areas that uh, I've just been kind of letting it slide and not showing the people that matter to me how much they really do matter. Right. And I have some congruence Mm -hmm. in that because the people that matter to us would be the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation. That's right. And one of the things we want from you is to let you know how much we appreciate you and your willingness to to be on board with us each Mm -hmm. and every week Mm -hmm. and let us know what you think. And so we invite that again, 214-702-9565 is how you can let us know and share your voice. So wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us.